every like uh, like demo ASMR video that you see when people are talking about ASMR looks like something you would have to hide from your mom. Like just the way the, yeah, the, the person's like leaned over and like whispering like really silently into the thing. I, was I like, will say, if my I wife watch walked before. in on me watching an ASMR video, I would slam my computer down. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with doing it, but it would just be this instinctive like guilt. Worse. So no, 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 no. I get that same impulse. Like Damon will look over at my phone as I'm watching an ASMR video before I fall asleep, and I'm just like. Turn right. my phone away. I'm like, don't look <laughs> don't at it. Don't see my shame. It's weird. They're giving me a haircut. <laughs> yeah, it's the type of thing you want to talk to your college roommate for like a week after you like caught them. No. You might do it with your college roommate. You had a different the college experience than I did. <laughs> you went to art school. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how much of that shows up in the actual podcast. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> Make believe. talk about uh, finances in fantasy worlds and the silly situations they would cause in real life. There you go. I'm Liz. I'm Damon. And I'm Dan. We're the hosts. What and are we talking about today, Dan? You'll probably hear doorknob at some point. Oh yeah, that Gotta include our honorary host. Um, so we're going to talk about Shawshank, uh, the Shawshank Redemption, because uh, there's not a ton of money to talk about here, but as we were leaving last time and deciding what to talk about, I believe Damon's exact ask was... So he, like, embezzles money or something, and, like, what? Yeah, like, <laughs> it's... So to dive into, like, our ratings, our, our like, oh, knowledgeable yeah, ratings, that. like, I have seen this movie an unknowable amount of times, <laughs> I think. Whoa. Like, it's not the type of thing that I could put, like, a numerical value on. Uh, Just a like, variable. Yeah, it's like, I've seen this movie, like, why times... Um, for Z length. Like, uh... There is that, too, where I've seen it yeah. a bunch of times all the way through, but I've also seen an hour and a half of it, and a different hour and a half, an innumerable amount of times. Yeah, yeah I think I had seen this movie probably in the neighborhood of 50 times before I saw the beginning. Like... Hmm. Wow, okay. Yeah. Just because, like, how do you catch... How do you catch the start of something on TBS? Like... <laughs> That's fair. It's an impossible thing. You know what? I bet they don't even air the beginning of it. They just like, started from the first <laughs> they 10 started minutes 30 in. minutes yeah. in, and everyone just assumes. They're like, That's well, okay, this is where I caught it. it. Sidebar, and I'll be quick about it. When I used to have cable, I always used to drive me mad that... Um, Comedy Central would start everything like on the five, five after the hour. Yeah, and I was like, I really want to go back in time and find the thing that like ran like the live thing that like ran long that they just haven't self corrected from. <laughs> yeah, like like nineteen whenever the channel first started. Like, yeah. yeah, those greedy bastards too. Like you can't take five minutes less commercial any time in the last twenty years to get back on schedule. <laughs> Seriously. And nowadays it really messes up your like DVR scheduling because like DVRs think things end on the hour and they won't like correct for it. By I nowadays, I want to be clear that that was mm, two to three years ago. I, I mean, people still have, have them, but like, 
You can YouTube love... things regardless of DVR <laughs> times. You can do that whenever. But um, my, my real question was is that like I knew that it was embezzlement and theft, you know, that he was taking money from these people who were entrusting him with it. I just didn't really get like what that all means, you know, like yeah. what is um Damon you know, wants to learn how to cook some books. Yeah, teach me crime, Dan. Dan, Dan, teach us crime. You know, I would love to teach you crime. I mean, what? Um, but <laughs> this, Damon, you gotta give us a great... This not uh, mm, give I, I advice. Yeah. Fake money, fake advice. It's, <laughs> on, <laughs> it's on the cool thing, Damon. Let's see, if I've seen it Y times at For Z length mode. intervals, I would say <laughs> I am probably in the neighborhood of like an eight. Oh, wow, like, okay. That's legit. I know, like, I, I probably know that movie like forwards and backwards. All right. From like the like 12 minute mark. Is it weird if I say that, like, I feel like this movie is, like, like, 20-something dude movie number one? Like... Uh, it would be weird if you didn't say it was, like, all-American movies top But I don't think it's a universal, like, for women thing, too. Do you think the women just rate fewer times on IMDb? Oh, no, I mean, like, I know it's, like, number one on IMDb, but, yeah, I definitely do think women rate fewer times on IMDb, or that dudes are more aggressive about it. No, I I, I mean, maybe you're right, I have no idea, and I'm not qualified to judge, but, like, it is a well-known, well-loved movie by all people everywhere. I'm not saying at all, I just think it's, like, a cultural touchstone for dudes. Yeah, that's fair. Being as if there are no women in it at all. all. (laughs) Yeah, I was IMDbing it earlier to just get familiar with it, and I was like, well... There's one black guy and no women, so not great on that score. I mean, I guess when you make it about a prison... And the one black guy was an artistic flourish for the movie. (laughs) Like, He's their bad roommate. That's why his name was Red. I guess that's fair. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Stephen King... Okay, so this this, this book, this movie, is based on a short story by Stephen King. Which I have read. Yes. Okay, good. Um, I have not, but Stephen King is not much for diversity as it stands... Well, Ever. he writes about Maine. He writes so, about Maine. I mean, I, but he's like not great about writing women ever yeah, anyway. Like fair anytime enough. I ever read a Stephen King woman, I'm like, who is this weird like dude like pretending they're a lady? It just feels weird. But anyway, um, yeah. So Liz, your rating. My rating. I've seen this movie definitely all the way through one time and probably a, a handful of TBS times, but I'm not hella familiar with it. Because it wasn't as big of a cultural touchstone for me. Fair enough. Um, so I'm going to say this one. I'm actually at like a two is what I'll say. Okay. I'm probably with you, Damon. I think I'm going to say an eight. Um, I've seen it, you know, probably five. Y times. Yeah, Y times for Z interval. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm thinking like I've probably seen it somewhere between five to ten times, like sat down with the intention of watching it all the way through. And then, yeah, I've seen it some uncountable number of times in pieces. Um, and I could, yeah, same thing. I could probably, like, like scope it out for you right now. Like, write down scene by scene. And this happens, and this happens. And I read the short story as well, because, like, I, I think I've mentioned before, I'm a big Stephen King fan, so... What collection is that in? Oh, I'd have to go back and look. It's been okay. a grip. It's whatever um, Stand By Me is in. Yeah. Actually. Oh. Yeah, it's that's a solid collection, all things. To, it's yeah. not the scariest it like, is, it's but like, it's like a solid group of stories. Four or five things, and I think only one mm-hmm. of them have never been adapted. I want to say maybe The Green Miles in that one, too. That one was no, released as a serial. That was a serial. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Maybe it's The Mist. There's another one in there that's like... I, I believe The Mist. I think it's a lesser-known thing. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to go The Mist sounds like well-known for... <laughs> now it is, anyway. I mean, yeah. yeah. After they made a terrible movie. 
the book ends better, the story ends better, so go read the story. Okay. I'm into that. Spooky. <laughs> so, um, teach us crime, Dan. Dan, teach us crime. Okay. Oh, wait, did you do, you did your rating. You did. I did, yeah, I'd say about an 82. Because, okay. um, yeah, I love it, and I've seen it a million times. So, um, first thing that's worth talking about. Andy Dufresne. Weird spelling. How would you guys guess Dufresne is spelled? Don't look at my computer. I just want guesses. This is a question I, I solved for myself when I first watched this movie. So I think uh, okay. So I'm gonna put on I'm gonna put on Damon then. Spelling um, Dufresne. I would not have gotten it right. So I'm gonna go on a I'm gonna go extreme and say like D E U X. Oh. <laughs> like, this pause isn't real time. Yeah, I was about to say. Your podcast didn't cut out. Yeah. Radio um, Lab that did that to me today. They like paused for a while. I was like, Did I? Did I unplug my headphones? <laughs> or, um, uh, like I'm trying to think of the INE sound, the INE spelling to make the A sound. Uh, E I N E. No, definitely no. wrong. I will put you out of your misery. It's D U F R E S N E. It's spelled like Defresne. Oh, Defresne. I, I've seen... I've met people with that. With that yeah, story, I'm sure it's a something. Yeah. I think it might be French. It's French, too. Yeah. That's where I was pulling from with yeah. my... You de... 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 And <laughs> But yeah, I looked it up, and so that's the first important part. The, the second important, important part. The second important part really is also name-based. I think Stephen King got beat up by a guy named Randall when he was young. Oh, does it show up a lot? So Randall Flagg is his bad guy in... Uh, the stand, and then he shows up in the Dark Tower as well, and he's like a bad guy in a number of things. Andy Dufresne's alter ego, under which he embezzles this money, is uh, Randall Stevens. So I think just Stephen King like got a real gripe with a guy named Randall. He's like, this Randall dick is gonna uh, show up in everything I do. I'm gonna like eviscerate how... him in, in prose, like in The Night's Tale. Yeah. Yeah. I've not met good Randalls. I don't think you can. I think that's a name, like a Kevinismus kind of thing. By virtue of almost always being abbreviated to Randy, like... Yeah, Randy's not great. Oh, yeah. oh I do want to give a shout out to Charlie's dad, Randy. Charlie's my, my best friend's, her dad's name is Randy, and he's pretty cool. And our... Yeah, she made or, a theme, right? Yeah, Charlie's yeah. our theme song, right? Yeah, okay. I, I, I like, don't know her. Of the, I was like, oh, God. Of the theme? No, like, what's the title? What's the... I would call it the love theme for Make Believe Money. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, what? Yeah, baby. <laughs> Welcome to Make Believe Money. That's, a... yeah, that's the sexy time theme. <laughs> it's different than the love theme. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but that's, there's, like, a job name for that, isn't there? Like, the... Or Miller? Is that right? Or Miller? Her last the name is Miller. <laughs> Um, Miller's. Uh, they mill. mill they mill. I think yeah. you're looking for like composer. Maybe I guess that's as close. Sound design. Right? Yeah. She's, yeah, like, she's our. Uh, she's our. Um, what's his name? Brahms. John Brahms. Yep. No, she's our Brahms. Uh, <laughs> uh, Howard. Harold. Howard. Switch the H. Howard Cosell. Yes. <laughs> this was a good use of all the listeners' time. This is going to be in the podcast. I'm not cutting it off. <laughs> okay, let's get back to crime. How to crime. Yeah, DeFresne. So, anyway. Crime. Um, so, basically, what happens, right, is there's, there's two pieces of kind of the crime here. So, if you don't know Shawshank, you should go watch Shawshank. It's, it's unbelievable. But the idea is... 
Andy gets thrown in jail, and the prison warden is using prison labor to do projects at cheaper than the normal industry could do them because they don't have to pay their labor. Um, which is like a real life thing. Which is a real life thing, and that's not really illegal as long as you're running within the regulations set by your state or government or whatever that you're allowed to use prison labor. Um, but what starts happening is that the uh, warden is getting bribes to not bid on certain projects. So basically, like, if you know you're going to get undercut, right? So let's say I could do a road construction project for 10 grand, and I know the prison can do it for 8 grand. Well, it makes sense for me to give $500 to the warden to get the project, and yeah, now I'll make a little less, but I still make more than I would have if, like, you know, I hadn't gotten a job at all. Mm -hmm. So that's happening. Um, And so, embezzling. Like, what is embezzling? Basically, you're receiving illegal money, right? And in theory, with tax returns and everything else, the IRS, its job-ish, is to know where all of your money is going, right? Like, your company reports what they pay you, and the companies report what they're paying for this project, and the warden, in theory, has to report some of you know what he's spending on and everything else. So basically, the way the IRS works is they'll find you in general if there's a huge gap right my company's paying me 40 grand and i have way more money than that like where is that money coming from or if i'm only getting you know paid 10 grand on a project and i do 10 projects and for some reason you know i report 200 grand i have to you know there's like money missing basically Mm -hmm. so all embezzling is is taking this dirty money if you will this money that is off the books and what's well, the reason it's called money laundering is you're literally cleaning it like a laundry you're taking dirty money and you're making it clean you're laundering it so you're getting it back in the legitimate system now how specifically would you go about doing that <laughs> i actually have the answer to okay. that right remember folks this is not real advice please right. don't embezzle money that's illegal yeah. this is just a statement of fact that this is what embezzling is, is. yes and what is happening in theory in the Sh- in Shawshank Redemption so yeah. they don't really tell us how he does it um but in theory right you want to report this money somehow as legitimate money so that's why a lot of people use casinos um in the real world oh what they do is they take a bunch of dirty cash you take it to the casino you you know turn it in for chips you gamble for like you know an hour then you take it out, and you get a receipt for the money that you take out, and you claim it as gambling winnings. Oh. So you bring in, like, ten grand, you play for a while, you walk out, and you say, hey, here's this ten grand. I only went in with a thousand, but I won a bunch. So you lie. And then you now have a receipt for ten grand that you can report as ten grand of real money. Because you don't have a receipt for the embezzling that you were doing. Right, because bribes you don't get receipts for, and right. if you did, you're not going to report them <laughs> to the IRS. If you're getting receipts for bribes, you're doing bribes wrong. Yes, you did a bad job with bribes. <laughs> it's um, like in the producers where they have a book that's like, do show to the IRS and don't show to the IRS. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, so you're doing it wrong, and also if you then report it, your accountant's also doing it wrong. Right. Well, actually, your reporting's your accountant's doing it right. Good job, that's, accountant. Yeah, that's an ethical accountant. You're the but you get the idea. Um, presumably, Andy cannot take this money to a casino because he's, you know, in, uh, prison. in prison. Correct. So they don't tell us how he does it. But if it was me, 
And it's not. And it's not. Let's be clear, IRS. And and won't. And if we ever make money on this podcast, which so far we are five episodes in and have made not a dime. Ayo. (laughs) But if we ever do, I will report it, IRS, I promise. Every last dime. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Not worth going to jail. Very carefully. Um, If if, if it was me, I would start a cash-heavy business that has no real physical presence to report and fairly low expenses. So the things I'm talking about, right? Maybe you start a company that like offers maid service, okay. right? Paid yeah. mostly in cash, not a physical location to check in on, lawn work. Um, like, you know, if you're mowing people's lawns or whatever, doing landscaping. What are you giggling about? We're not going to be able to publish this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, super really <laughs> Even like just being a, a consultant on your own. Right? If you're just like a self-consultant, you could probably pull that off, right? I go to small businesses and help them with their accounting software or something. And that's actually, well, he uses an assumed name, but it would actually be legit with his skills and experiences, right? So you probably start something like that and you just then, you know, report this as generated income. Just like fudge it a little bit here and there? Yeah, so he talks about you can do all this stuff by mail back in the day. It's actually probably easier back then, and we'll talk about that in a second, but... Sorry, I didn't... No, I was just saying, like, that's literally what he does, right? right. Like, he so creates he probably... that fake person and just pays him. Right, exactly. Oh, yeah. So he, pro- he creates a fake person, then he probably creates a fake company under that person's name, and then just sends checks, and, you know, he gives the warden those, like... He says, you know, do this in the bank, do that in the bank. You know, if you remember, he gives him, like, that, like, manila folder, kind of folded over or whatever, and he's like, hey, go do this. So, presumably, that's like he's taking checks to the bank under this fake company and saying, hey, you know, we made ten grand and we do it in cash, and then he reports the ten grand to the IRS. He may even pay taxes on it, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, like, when it's done, that money is now legitimate money, from a company and it's clean and you can use it for whatever you want right mm-hmm. um so that's probably give or take what he's doing and okay. what we would do if we were given the opportunity but we, would. we wouldn't <laughs> sarcasm 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 yeah um so we haven't made any money so we can't hire a lawyer yet but apparently after this episode we'll need we're to. probably gonna need one but here's the fun fact so, as you might imagine, the government doesn't love money laundering. I can imagine. Doesn't love embezzlement either. <laughs> Not a fan. Um, no. Yeah, as a general, zero out of ten is their Yelp review on, on money laundering. Weird how that works. Hard um, pass. Mainly because, and the current issue with it is, it's used a lot to fund extremist groups and, like, terrorist organizations, right? I'm wondering if Andy Dufresne caused a new law to be passed. Oh. So, there's a thing that no one knows, but I will tell you right now. If you do a transaction of more than $10,000, um, specifically like what's called a cash transaction, I believe. I'm not an expert on this, but like not actual cash, but like it, there's certain things that are exempt. But if you do a cash transaction of $10,000, it gets reported to the government mm-hmm. um, through something that sounds more like a supervillain than an actual law, but there's something called the Bank Secrecy Act. Um that was passed in 1970 and back then you didn't have to report it was lesser amounts but now it's 10 grand it's the same as on your customs form 
Basically, okay. if you're oh, moving right. 10 grand around. That's the customs form there. Every time I fill it out, I laugh at it because it's like, are you carrying more than $10,000 on your person? And I go, ha, I own $10,000 in my name. Yes, but <laughs> if you went to Macau, which is the big gambling area in China. Oh, I might. You know, you get what uh. I'm saying. So anyway, um, yeah, the Bank Secrecy Act basically reports any transactions over 10 grand to look out for this sort of thing. This happened in 1966. Happened. The Shawshank Redemption. The Bank Secrecy Act got passed in 1970. Oh. So Ooh. Andy Dufresne might be the reason this gets passed. Because in theory, he re- he you see him send off this information to the papers right when he leaves to get the warden arrested. Oh, yeah. So in theory, it's this big scandal, and it blows up, and everybody is like talking about it in the papers, and how could this possibly have happened, and why wasn't there better oversight, and da-da-da-da-da. So, did Andy Dufresne get the Bank Secrecy Act passed? Oh, man. I don't know, man. That's, uh, it really tied things together. Yeah. I wasn't like, I don't, I don't know. I just wanted to know how crime worked, you know? <laughs> I wasn't expecting, like, a real-world implication of, like, you know, this, because, uh, I mean, it's not ridiculous that... Clearly, embezzlement happens in the world. Oh, yeah. Um, All and, the time. like, we would make laws to avoid it whenever we could. Right. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. That's crazy that uh, you found that nice little narrative in there. Yeah. Another money thing, just for the sake of fun. They talk about that after Andy escapes, Dufresne escapes. Um, <laughs> Off to Fresno. <laughs> yes. Uh he goes to a couple of different banks, right? And he collects $370,000 of the warden's money, excuse me. And that's 1966. <laughs> and he guesses what that would be in 2017? 1966. 1966, he you steals $370,000 of the warden's... Well, I guess, can you steal money that wasn't the warden's beginning? You get the idea. He takes $370,000 out of the account. So, for so think posterity, about the Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters episode. It was like 30 years ago, and they, they were making like a million dollars a month on a similar amount of money. I remember, that was so almost right. 20 years later. So I feel it like was almost 20 years double? So I'm gonna, mm, but it's like, it's not how exponential growth works. You know, growth works. it's more than that? I'm going to say it's four million? Four and a half million dollars. Okay, I go with that. All right, a little high. Uh, 2.8 million. Okay. Oh, okay. See? All right. That was... You, you, no, you're right. That, that was But high. I mean, yeah. You, but you, t- uh, you... The logic was sound. You're right. It wasn't a doubling. Because mm-hmm. the Ghostbusters made like 300,000 and it turned out to be like a million. Yeah. Yeah. So like a third. This is definitely obviously three, 370,000 is not a third of 2.8. So right. like you yeah. were right in that it was exponential. But yeah. So 2.8 million dollars. So... Dang. And then he goes and lives in like a tiny Mexican town, so that's Thank more God. money than he's ever going to spend. It's <laughs> really going to deck out that boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would, oh, I love the idea of like Red showing up and instead of him like cleaning that boat, he's cleaning like a hundred foot boat. He's got like a, a cruise liner like sitting outside his jank little hotel. <laughs> I take people out. Hundreds and hundreds of people at a time. At a time. <laughs> any any. Final parting thoughts about Shawshank Redemption? Just one. If you want... Hi, kids. This is your Uncle Dan. If you want to embezzle money, do it before the Patriot Act. Because things got a lot harder. <laughs> <laughs> in my research. So go back in time and do it before the Patriot Act. Um, I was just going to say I'm sorry that I 
Price is right at you there when you said four million dollars, and I was like four million one. <laughs> one dollar. You should one dollar. <laughs> That's stupid. It's a dinette set. It doesn't cost a dollar. <laughs> um, it's the closest without going over. I guess, but yeah. it's such a lame bid. Uh, anyway, that was make believe money. Uh, I'm Liz. I'm Damon. I'm Dan. Uh, th- special thanks to our composer. I think is the word we settled on Charles E. Miller for writing our theme song. Uh, and yeah, that's we haven't it. thrown the email out in a while. Oh, so yeah. it's make believe money podcast at gmail.com. Great. If you want to suggest a topic, argue with my math, talk to us about anything, you can send us. I'll send them right something. on over to Dan. Um, <laughs> uh, also follow us on iTunes, give us a rating and review there that helps oh, yeah. people get to hear us. Um, we should be on there by now. Good Lord. We're starting to sound like a real podcast. Yeah, we're grown up people. All we need is like a Casper sponsorship, and we've done all the things. We're working on it, man. Get ready. We're going to read some fun sponsorship things someday soon. It's going to happen. Dream yeah, big. we're not preparing those in advance of any actual money. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> no. Maybe we shouldn't talk about that in the episode. We're talking about embezzlement. <laughs> like, Everything's hey. above board. <laughs> uh, let's cut that out. <laughs> So thank you for joining us for the last episode. Um, <laughs> As we all get escorted off to jail. At... <laughs> um, no, we're not embezzlers, and neither should you be. And there was no real advice given during this podcast. Uh, and that goes for always, but especially for this one. Don't embezzle money. Bye. Bye. Bye.